The following podcast has been rated TVMA, NSFW, R, and NC-17, so it is not safe for kids. Put your children to bed. You spent enough time with them anyway. Chicago, you're back! I would say online, but you were never offline. And if you're in line with city guidelines, that means it's fine to get out and get together again! But even though the social climate has changed doesn't mean the actual climate is fine. You're still in a crisis due to climate change. Sorry to bust a party, but fear not, there's still hero power. The goal is simple create affordable, accessible, and easy ways for more people to support clean energy. All you gotta do, sign up today, and they will match 100% of your electricity use with Green E certified renewable energy certificates generated by wind farms in Illinois. Nothing changes with your service. There's nothing to install. You continue to pay ComEd. The only difference is now ComEd pays Hero Power for the supply portion of your bill, and they send that money to local wind farms. It takes less than two minutes to sign up, even less if you have your ComEd bill next to your text in hand. You can cancel anytime, no termination fees, and hey, you say you heard this from Chad the Bird, that's me, and they'll take $25 off your next electricity bill. That's a deal even 2020 couldn't kill. Hero Power customers have already funded over 5 million kilowatt hours of clean electricity, so get in there and do your part! Go to MyHeroPower.com right now and support clean energy, because you're back, you made it. Now let's, you know, keep the place clean. Times are getting a little easier these days, but that don't mean taking time for yourself needs to. When you want a drink, you want to work for it. That's why I only drink Malort. Its unusual full-bodied flavor of deck varnish and viper piss is a taste savored by two-fisted drinkers. So if you think your two fists are strong enough, why not grab yourself a shot of the only booze big enough to knock some sense right back into you? Jepson's Malort. It'll kick your ass for you, so you can take time taking her easy. Proud sponsor of Chad the Birdcast, which is what you're listening to right now. It's good? Is that good? What's going on, everybody? My name is Chad. I'm a bird. This is my podcast. Good, we're caught up. Okay, so much stuff. What happened this weekend? Oh, I'll tell you. Calm down. You all know. Back in the day, I used to do a live show at the Green Mill called The Paper Machete, where I'd get up on stage and I'd talk about something I read in the news that week. And then the lockdown life happened. And then all I did was Zoom with my buds to make sure everybody was okay. And then slowly we got into phase five, and the shows came back. And this last weekend, I did three in a row. I did three shows at two different venues at three different times. With three different pieces. Here's how that worked out. I did the machete as per usual at my usual three o'clock time in the afternoon. Then I went to the Newport Theater to join Bazooka Joe and Ava LaFeva as they did their crazy burlesque experience, which had a really long name that you just go, you just click the link. You'll see it. It's, it's oh, it was fucking weird. We had such a good time. I did a bunch of stuff. I'm super tired, but I've been hydrating, and I've been eating right. I'm good to go. It's just, you know, hit the ground running, jump into the deep end, except I, like, tied weights to my feet and uh, still managed to get up and surface. I don't know if I recommend that. You take it at your own pace. But I did it because I knew that I was going to want to get out in front of people again, so here we are. And I'm paying for it because I can't feel my knees. Um, So... Here's what's going to happen this episode. It's a little different than last episode. I've got my first live recording in 15 months. 
from the Green Mill and from the Newport Theater this last Saturday, June 26, 2021. And what's going to be really wild is if you go back to like March of 2020 and listen to the last episode I did in front of people in this one, whoo, you can feel the age and the years have passed. I feel like a post-apocalyptic version of myself. You can judge for yourself. And I would love to sit and just talk about what this feels like because there's so much going on. I'm still buzzing. It still doesn't feel real to have been in front of humans' faces again and then again and then again. All the while, shots were happening and I ended up fumbling through Wrigleyville. Classic Saturday in Chicago. Was it a good idea? No. Was it a great idea? History will decide. But what really made it worth it was that I got to be in front of people again and I got to take pictures. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook too, by the way. What else is happening? Oh, yeah. Oh, BT Dubs. New episode of Chad the Bird. That's the show that goes into your desktop Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. CST. It's going to be live July 3rd, day before the 4th. That's how it works in the books. And then I'm going to do a machete that afternoon. So that's two me's, one live as you eat your breakfast and drink your coffees, and the other one live as you walk down to the green mill and see me right in the face. Oh, my God, it's all happening. It's all happening so fast. So please relish with me, will you? My first time back in a room with people. Already in progress. You like me, cause you could go downhill. I can't promise that you love me, but you probably will. I can't promise. Chad the anyway, like I was saying. shit again, people. Into the face, into the ear. The rubble is clearing. We're poking our heads out of our nicely plotted, newly remodeled nesting lives and out into the public again. And here's the thing, and I gotta say it. I don't want to hear a goddamn one of you fuckers saying we're finally getting back to normal. Normal got us where we got, and it didn't get us through it, so Fuck normal. Fuck it right in the ear. But we must be on the right timeline now, right? Like, after all we've been through, the Time Variance Authority came in, looked around, said it was all good, and fucked off, right? <laughs> Did people not watch Loki? Is this like a low? Okay, all right, all right, good. I don't know. And it gives us a second to take a head count and remember where we've been. And I'm saying this because I know we want to say that was then. Watching the disaster in the rear view as we haul our hot asses out of there in a Jeep. But we can't forget what we went through, who we were, as we pull over and dust ourselves off. Because, like dust, 
We're gonna find little particles and sprinkles of 2020 in our pockets, in our shoes, under our nails, and in our ears. So let's just all agree to be real with each other in the face because that's way more interesting because you're all weird as fuck. How do I know? Because for the last year and a half, I've been taking notes. While y'all were doing puzzles, tick-tocking, and learning how to cross-stitch, I was watching, screen capturing, keeping track of all the weird shit you were doing and saying and thinking on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok, Twitch, and Twitter. OBS live streaming into your noon chorus site and then sending that link along to people through a paywall for one night only and then two days after because you forgot to take the fucking thing down. And then somehow you brought Tumblr back, but was it ever really gone? So what I'm saying is don't get mad at me for getting curious. You didn't have to tell people you spent over $3,000 on a Mandalorian cosplay, but you did. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was getting good at hashtags and spreadsheets, learning how to fucking haunt you someday. And that's how crazy it got. That's how I spent my COVID-19. How about you? JK, I already know. <laughs> And what did my cumulative research accumulate in? Y'all are fucking weird. <laughs> now look, it's, um, it's never a shocker what's trending and is not trending on the old feed because the internet is like a bag of jelly beans. Maybe you'll get a lemon or a cotton candy, but you know there's a licorice in there just causing trouble. <laughs> you would think a post-Tiger King internet would have so much vacuum to fill. Nothing would survive the suction, and yet some things just passed by with no mention. Like how the FBI is releasing UFO documents that maybe, I don't know, there were aliens or something. But what's really important is that they kind of lied. And then they publicly shamed the photographers and military personnel that saw that shit. Or like how they found out back in April 2021 that SNL's Chloe Fineman is a high-up Scientologist and they hired her after doing a huge fuck you to Scientology bit back in 2015, which was what? The payment? Or what? Or how about... I'm gonna take, I'm gonna let y'all take a moment with that one, apparently. <laughs> which proves my point, which is super fucking awesome right now. The amount of gasp that I got on that. I'm like, holy shit, guys, I didn't even plan to be right about this. <laughs> or how about Psycho Gorman? Y'all know what that is? Thank you. Steven Kostansky, the guy who did the effects and directed that movie, The Void, that came out in the Before Times 2016. He made this movie with like $800,000 and a pack of Big League Chew. And it's all about this interdimensional demon that gets brought back by two 10-year-olds and then becomes besties with them and fights an intergalactic war on Earth. All practical effects. And it ends with that most coveted of movie codas, a full-on 90s rap recap, making it my favorite movie of 2020. Somehow, that's on Amazon Prime. Somehow, 
That just got shot down the old internet creek into the bay, but it's fine. You can Google all that later, and you might not, which is understandable because the internet is like a Whitman sampler. Sometimes it's a marshmallow, sometimes it's fucking jelly, and you curse the godless sociopath who would do that to chocolate. Speaking of nuts, just after announcing their deal with Amblin Entertainment, that's Spielberg territory. Is it related? Who knows? Google it. Netflix announced a brand new dating show, because holy shit, do you humans love dating shows? <laughs> On the human hierarchy, it goes murder podcasts, serial killer fan docs, dating shows, and everything after that is niche. This new dating show's got a twist, and um, that's, it kind of doesn't, but like, hold on. It's a blind dating show, a la Love is Blind, where you're not going for physical looks, but for personality, yada, yada, we got it. It's one inside that counts. Fucking learn that in preschool. You either got it or you didn't. <laughs> Only this time, instead of keeping the dating folk isolated in rooms, unable to see or touch each other, which is really crazy if you think about it, and you should, because Love is Blind dropped on January of 2020. Is it related? Who knows? Google it. We are now going full-on masked singer and getting Hollywood-quality makeup artists to lay on the latex and turn you into monsters, pandas, aliens, animals, werewolves, and I think a chicken? I couldn't tell. The show is a reboot of a 2014 British show with the same name and deal. Sexy Beasts will drop July 21st on Netflix, just in time for the collective whiplash of the last four years to cool down for a minute. But what do the furries have to say about that? You ask after Googling into a literal rabbit hole about furries, because it's trending right now. Is this one of them furry dating shows? Who knows? Google it. You will find that KDA Sabala, who designs for the furry community, had this to say, quote, fursuits tend to be very personal to the folks who wear them and are sort of an outward expression of their personality. The masks on this show are definitely meant to hide a face and don't seem to have anything to do with the person themselves, so it's really a different function. And a well-known furry, Semjay, founder of Lycantasy, that's a furry adult company, you should and can Google later, <laughs> is not even surprised Netflix is kind of co-opting a lifestyle. Quote, I could see the rise of furry dance, uh, furry dance competitions and the increasing presence of furries performing on YouTube, TikTok, and being an inspiration for some of those things. End quote. Adding that, sure, there was a little bit of interest from the furry fandom, but probably not a lot of input from us, though, which is typical. So, if you're a furry and active in the community, much love and respect, go check out Psycho Gorman. It slaps. <laughs> and if you're not a furry and wearing a rubber animal costume and awkwardly flirting is your thing, this might be the trash TV you're looking for. <laughs> But I'm just so actually flummoxed that in a world this fucked up with the billionaires we have out there, we have a show full of latex, dress up, and cosplay, 
And I've been asking since 2016 when North Korea dropped so many bombs and almost woke up a volcano, why aren't any of you Batman? <laughs> Here's the thing. 2021 is here, and so are we. And so is Sexy Beasts. And it's gonna be stupid. You're gonna wanna watch one episode and then you'll be underwhelmed, but you're gonna give it a shot. And that's what Netflix wants you to do. It's all an experiment in how to be the best TV it can be. So you wanna watch it over cable, which is the business. And all those people dressed up like rubber space chickens got paid, but they probably got paid shit. So we'll take it to Twitter. And yeah, there's no real backlash from the furry community because it's a stupid show that probably pays shit and they know it. But at least we're having that conversation and then it'll either go into another season or it'll get dumber. Like they'll bring in a celebrity or something like Emma Watson's gonna be a Tuscan Raider or Halle Berry's gonna be a banana with sunglasses, all of which I'm here for, by the way. And then it'll die, and we'll move on to whatever's goddamn next. I, for one, would love to see a show set against the backdrop of the inner workings of the roofing industry, because I have no idea how any of that works. <laughs> and by then, we'll have two new Star Wars shows in the next Doctor Strange movie, and hopefully Fast 10, because they know you're, they are working on that right now. I guess what I'm saying is, we're back. But, 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 what we're not gonna do, what we're not gonna continue, what we're leaving in the rear view mirror is saying what is normal. After living in lockdown and surviving a major world disaster and finally walking out in public again to talk about it, what we're not gonna do is allow ourselves to believe things were and are now back to normal. Cause fuck normal. <laughs> we're over that. And that's all I gotta say. I love you, good night. <laughs> Chad the Bird. Oh hey podcast people, it's Chad the Bird. And this is a commercial for something super cool that you should totally get into. But why me? And why you? Well, here's the deal. I have a brand new show in the works just for you that will hearken you back to a time before when things were random and all bets were off. When Ecto Cooler roamed the land and you would wake up early on Saturday mornings. Remember those days? It's been too long since we've had reason. And now here I am with you and that reason. And that reason is a brand new live action show starring me and an army of comedians, musicians, writers, actors, celebs, and randos streaming right into your desktop on Saturday mornings live. TV used to be wild, free, untamed by plot and point, remember? When it was just whatever the hell you got, like Halloween candy. Sometimes it's chocolate, sometimes it's a pack of chalky bullshit. Either way, that's the game. 
My new show will stack your pumpkin bucket with random comedy, music, spoken word, and whatever the hell people give me into 20 minutes of prime internet escape written and performed by the best of the best and the best we can afford right into your home Saturday mornings live. So join me, Chad the Bird, and donate to my Patreon now to bring back the good old days of nonsense to your Saturday mornings. Funding will help produce and maintain a monthly show that we hope to turn into a bi-monthly show. And hey, you go all ham on this and we'll go weekly. Take back your Saturday mornings, reclaim random, and give me money. Chad the Bird is my name, and my new show is all for you, podcast people. So click the link and get in on it. Is that good? Oh, fuck, we're still recording? Happy holidays, humans! This coming from a bird should excite you. Because we used to be dinosaurs and are historically early risers and can fucking fly. So anytime you do something that causes one of us feather-bedazzled sky gods... To stop what we're doing and notice, you should feel honored and special. The concept of a holiday is not lost on us, though. We got our days to remember. March 20th or 21st, first day of spring. We get loud early, fuck like an episode of Bridgerton, and then we shit on your car because you just washed it, and we want you to remember who runs this bitch. It's basically rush week, and it's always a banger. But after looking over your calendars of events, I got some issues. Oh yeah, by the way, I got on all of your Google calendars. Like, what the fuck did you think I was doing during this time in the lockdown? Learning pottery? Fuck off, Susan. I was following your journeys on Facebook and taking notes. First off, the, f- the word holiday comes from the old English holigdig, which means holy day so really calling valentine's day a holiday is straight up crap because there's nothing pious about buying wine flowers and chocolates from a walgreens at six in the evening because you fucking forgot it was valentine's day and you're two strikes in sidebar none of the following i'm about to say applies to the uk australia new zealand where they use the word holiday to mean vacation you take your holiday we got some things to work out over here First off, Valentine's Day, fuck it right in the goddamn ear. Yet another classic brought to you by Roman popes. The Feast of St. Valentine was created in A.D. 469 to honor St. Valentine of Rome and St. Valentine of Turney. The only reason you all guilt shame your romantic partners into buying bullshit you don't need or even want like does anyone actually like sweethearts candies they taste like robitussin flavored chalk is because of the poet chasser and his 1382 poem parliament of fowls quote for this was on saint valentine's day when every bird comes there to choose his match because who runs this bitch Thank, thank you. <laughs> Ever since then, people figured I don't need to give a shit about my sex partner all the time. Fucking sign me up. I'll buy some factory chocolate and get on with my week. It started as an actual holy day and turned into a cash grab from Walgreens, Stover's, Whitman's, and Hallmark. All because humans love poems. Bottom line, it's not a holiday. You should date someone you like and stop gaslighting people and yourselves. It's horrible. Sex is great. Do more of that. (laughs) 
Next up, Flag Day. Any national holiday that commemorates the raising of the American flag as high as it can go to show the French that we settled Connecticut and to send us food so we'll stop fighting, which gave rise to the famous saying, bread not bullets, it's just fucking showboating and nobody cares. So much don't you care that you don't realize I just made all that shit up. You don't know what flag day is? Nobody does because it's stupid. June 14, 1777, Second Continental Congress agreed on what the American flag should look like. That's it! They picked a font! <laughs> Luckily, it's not a federal holiday, which you probably didn't realize either. I get it. You got a lot going on. Mother's Day used to be a somber day to honor your mother, but now it's for people who know they were a dick when they were in childhood and they need to pay their debts. Father's Day, same, but with more deals at Home Depot. Washington's birthday can suck it, because he's dead, and Columbus Day commemorates a drunk racist rapist who fucked up not just one, but four voyages, used, abused, and got his crews killed, never got to the North American mainland, and thought manatees were sexy until you got close. So, yeah, those could probably all go in the giveaway pile. Also, fuck Groundhog Day. You can Google the weather your own goddamn self. Leave the fucking animals alone. Black Friday is killing people. And if it wasn't for the pandemic and a whole year lost, I would have canceled spring and summer break because your kids are assholes and need to learn how to lock it up. But hey, been a year. Get your vacay. You earned it. Happy Holidays! Because holidays are great, we get it, but you got a lot of them. So, like, maybe look up what you're actually honoring and uh, make sure it's something worthy of a holy day before you call off work and make a Costco run. Anyway. Okay, okay, okay. Since there's a lot of holidays, we're tossing on the burn pile now. Looking at you take your kids to work day. Who wants this? What child wants to learn about your shitty day? You're working. It's a damn Thursday. That's inventory day. And you're expected to show off adulting? Your kids just want to skip school. That's all they ever want. It's all any of us ever wanted. So just do a skip day. Show them around your old hood. Spend the day learning about commerce. And then close it out with a listening party of that universally beloved classic about the crushing reality of existence in the void pink floyd's dark side of the moon <laughs> now since we're torching some classics there's gonna be some holes in the schedule to fill there's a lot of holidays and that's a lot of people are celebrating them all over the globe and you're still not sure how to celebrate arbor day this february as valentine's day smolders in the ingle nook it's pink bullshit turning into a satisfying charcoal nothing dust let's give room for porum here's the thing thank you the jewish religion doesn't get a lot of fun holidays in fact if you were paying attention, they're the only ones holding on to the true meaning of the word. Hanukkah is not an important one. It's just a fun one for the kids. But ever since Christmas murdered all the other December holidays and the great Hallmark Massacre that we're not talking about enough, <laughs> Jewish parents were like, not today, Santa. 
dealing a small but effective blow, making God bleed and showing that there are, in fact, other holidays in December, so it can be done. Purim is a side quest in the faith, celebrating another victory of a people you should stop fucking with. It's got a great backstory, too. Game of Thrones meets the crown. Solid nine-episode arc. And to celebrate, all you gotta do is to give money to charity, give your friends food, tell the story, get drunk, and fuck off. Plus, it's a few days before the first day of spring. So, hey, come outside and get horny with the rest of nature. Fuck Valentine's Day. But I hear you. Porum. What about winter? That shit sucks. Stop worrying, I got you. Or more specifically, Iceland has got you. But when doesn't it? So you got your Kwanzaa, Panchagopti. We all know about the Hanukkah situation. But if you're looking for something a little less formal, there's Yola Bukflut. Okay. So there's a little bit of Christmas in it. But like, come on, even Christmas isn't Christmas anymore. It's winterween. The word... Yola Boat Float means Christmas Boat Flood. And it's all about the annual release of new books occurring in the months before Christmas. Those books are then purchased as presents to be gifted on Christmas Eve. The tradition makes books the most unpopular Christmas gift of the country, which is awesome. And before you get nervous that this is just more school, the rest of the fest is spent drinking cocoa and hanging out. That's it. And of course, the Icelanders get it. They know. It's cold. The shit outside is dark. Let's stay in. Light it up and see what happens. It's books in a fireplace. You know where this is going. Librarians are fucking rock hard right now because they know. Books and hooking up. That's all you need. And that's the kind of the whole thing about holidays. In the end... No matter what the reason to honor something, it's just an excuse to get together, get drunk, and possibly hook up with an Icelander in front of a fireplace. Which is really all of us ever want most of the year. So whether it's Pentecost, Tisha B'Av, Election Day, Chinese New Year, National Explosive Ordnance Disposal Day... National Without a Scalpel Day, World Quark Day, Waffle Day, Purple Day, Foam Day, Yuri's Night, Batman Day, May Day, Law Day, Towel Day, Beautician Day, Chocolate Pudding Day, or Coconut Day. Those last three are today, by the way. You don't need an excuse. Party on. Good night. Special thanks to the Barrera Kudas for this kick-ass song promises that's going on underneath this part right here. Thank you to my sponsors, Malort, trusted best friend, and our new kid, whose old kid but came back, Hero Power. Thank you for giving us your time and your sponsorship and your donations. Please click on all the links below and do your part. Thank you to Jacob Serio for being credible and, and recording me live at the Green Mill that day. I was still, still buzzing from it. feel like I'm made out of root beer. So I'm going to go enjoy that. Thank you for being on this journey with me. Thank you for taking the time. Hey, man, go back and listen to some old episodes because it's real trippy now. Or just wait for the next one, which is coming next week, which will also be live. Oh, feels really good to say that. Going to go get a drink now. Wait. No, I'm not. I'm going to take care of myself. 
Might not get a drink later. Yeah.